I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Supercoach Edge for the round 23 review and round 24 preview. Well, let's Supercoach Grand Final Week, finally, which uh, means that uh, the finish line is in sight with curtains to be drawn on the season after this weekend. Gee whiz, it's it's only uh, just hit me how long this season has been. And uh, fair to say, a little bit of Supercoach fatigue is setting in. Liam, I am sure you uh, you feel slightly the same way, if not more than me. How are you holding up? I am... It has been like what about eight months? Eight months of the year so far. Yeah, on we can put that terms. Yeah, it's crazy. So we started in Jan, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, with the research and stuff pre yeah. pre season, and then obviously the pre season games, and then season proper. It's uh... yeah. First app was I think the fifth of Jan. Yeah, wow. Recorded it. Shit. So it has been yeah, pretty much eight months. Eight it's months. Been a of, long year. Eight months of super coach. An extra buy around, an extra round mm. in general. Yep. It's been a long season. Long, yeah, long it's, season. Uh, it's been a very, very long season. And um some it feels longer than uh, than others. Um, just because it's that time of the year where you're out of trades and mm. it just keeps it's like a nightmare where you're just kind of running, you know, you're running from something and you're just like running on the spot, even though you're you're running as fast as you can, you're sort of running in quicksand. Mm. Um, that's kind of what it's like at the moment with uh with Supercoach running towards the finish line, but uh we're there. We don't have to uh run much faster, but uh at least I must say uh the supercoach season um beyond it, I have a little bit something more to look forward to this time around with finals footy for my mob in the baggers, which is still so strange to say, considering where we're at, um, you know, the the uh, third of the way through the season, uh, halfway point even. Um, 
But uh, yeah, just harping back to the heartbreak this time, virtually mm. last year when when Carlton were beaten at the death by the Pies and knocked out of the finals uh, contention, it uh, it was uh, was not good. But uh, nice this time around for the Baggers to uh, to get it done um, because they tried to ruin the. Uh, it was it was the day after Ash, of course, and I, uh, my wife, got uh, got married, yep. and uh, were hoping that uh, Carlton might have pulled through, but they didn't do that in Collingwood. We uh, we stuck it right up you uh, this time around, and uh, you helped us qualify. Uh, so happy enough with that. But uh, I reckon, yeah, my fatigue can largely be attributed to that, as you know, in pure footy terms, got bigger fish fish to fry, Liam. Bigger fish yes. to fry. Yes, you do. Um, I don't. I don't at this stage. Absolutely putrid performance on the weekend. Um, and I have to say, I gave up watching. I never give up watching. I've watched Don't blame every you. game, every loss. But this was the one that I just couldn't. I switched yeah. over and I started watching the Matildas, who also lost. Uh, but I <laughs> just couldn't win. Yeah, just it was not a good day for me. I've been sick as well, and I'm currently sick, so yeah. pushing through. Uh, blame the Dons are, for that as well. Yeah, blame, I just... Everything in life's going wrong right now. Um, but uh, anyway, let's get on with the episode. But uh, before we start, if you're not following us on socials, uh, where we do post the latest news, post-match Supercoach scores and the odd meme or two, you can follow us on Twitter or X at, at Supercoach underscore Edge, Damo at, at DamoJ88, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95, and on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, search Supercoach Edge, and you'll find us there. Very nice. Well, Liam, let's jump straight into it by kicking things off for the second last time with uh, our usual recap in The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. For those new to our show, in The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, we roll through some of the more notable and the more forgettable performances across the round. And we even touch on how our own teams performed in our head-to-head rivalry as we wrestle for the ultimate finals supremacy, I'm going to say. Yes, exactly right. Ultimate final supremacy. I like that little spin you put on there deliberately. Yes. Uh, we'll find out why uh, very, very shortly. But uh, let's kick it wow. off with the good, and it is Romo. Uh, a holler for a marshal, and uh, we've been doing that, and mm. he has been delivering. Which he did on the weekend with a high score, as expected, facing the rookie ruck for the Cats in Shannon Neal by scoring a 141. And he's been in a hot run of form since his down game of 58 against the Suns with the scores of 124, 113, 118, 146, and of course that 141 on the weekend. And also, can't forget, special mention to Labonte for his mm. mammoth 162 also, which he pretty much did in two quarters. In the third and the fourth quarter, he... Just put on the afterburners and uh, almost won the dogs the game off his own bat. Just said to the doggies players, get on my back. I'm going to get it done. But uh, just that was just too too far gone, the doggies. They're in a bit of a, mm. bit of a world of hurt. But speaking of uh, the Cats also, it's going to be interesting to see because uh, words filtering through that Hawkins may not play. Um, Jessa Cameron's been put in for some early surgery. So who's not playing? Um, mm. Plus maybe a host of other players. So... The dogs, they've got a, a win on the silver platter, and they'll be praying desperately that my mob can beat the Giants and help potentially grant them a, uh, a spot in the final. So, bit of a by the by, but interesting stakes nonetheless. Very interesting stakes. I don't know about that from Geelong. Mm. I'm not a big fan, but I mean, tanking. yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, let's move yeah. on to the bad. 
and it is from your mob, Sam Doherty. He has delivered his lowest score of the season with a 64 against the Suns. And that really came from poor disposal, largely letting him down, uh, despite having the second most metres gained in the game with 593. Um, not a good thing for, for owners like yourself, Damon. No, no, exactly. Because he's, he's virtually a bit of a pod in comparison to the uh, the more highly owned mm. uh, traditional primos. So, um, yeah, so I'll get into shortly. Uh, he was one of the uh, one of the key cogs. One of the opposite to that is missing cogs potentially of my team, uh, which <laughs> contributed to a, a lower score than mm. what I was hoping for. But uh, to round us out with the ugly, and he's another guy, uh, he's a bit of a pod who let me down uh, even more so than Doherty. Callum Mills, and he turned in uh, a terrible, terrible game and really is turning into a trade-in that we're largely regretting now with uh, Horse Longmire continuing to use him as a Swiss Army knife across the park, depending on requirements. And kind of, uh, I've only just thought of it now, but uh, there's a bit of parallels between Liam Baker from the Tigers last year, who I think you might have jumped on as well. Is that correct? And he was, he's another Swiss Army knife, was scoring well. Decent price was going up in price at the time from memory. We jumped on him and uh, then he was just swung around the park and went to shit. So I don't know what it is. It's just these uh, role players that um, these traps we're falling into year after year. We have to try to amend. But um, despite being given a rare 88% of CBAs on the weekend, Mills, 11 disposals and just 45% disposal efficiency, you know, that really equated to just a score of 38, which was also like Doherty, his lowest of the season. Mm. So actually scored lower than MJ, who was the rookie that I had to field as well um, on the park. So all of that did not bode well for my week, which is probably a nice little segue, Liam, into how I went. So I ended up scoring a 2,452, which was below par. Ranking-wise, ended up uh, sliding down 174 spots to now sit ranked 827th overall. So I'm clinging on to a top 1k spot and uh, hopefully I can and uh, all I need is literally to have that slide in rank um, and I'll be out of the top 1k which won't be good so uh, hopefully that uh, sort of arrests itself but uh, on a Supercoach finals front the bad luck there continued and I lost 2 out of 3 cashy prelims uh, but I did make my way through to 1 grand final so fortunate with that um, and fortunate also that I secured some prize money in the form of making prelims and on track for being uh, the highest overall score in a few leagues. Um, but it really does just remind me how difficult it is to play for both leagues and for overall. So yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? But yeah. um, yet again, having Walsh injured, as I mentioned on the bench for the fourth straight week, along of course with Dakes in defense on the bench, it saw me having to plug holes yet again with MJ stepping up for a 54, whilst relative pods in Mills is 38 and Doc's 64 just made matters worse. Uh, Marshall, he delivered the goods as my VC with 141, which I promptly locked in, and the likes of Bonds 162, Sinclair's 137. She is nuts! 136, he's uh, he's just come home with a wet sail. Mm. Surely has the rising star in the bag now, uh, the young Roo. Stewart's 128 and Cogs' 126 were the highlights of the week. Uh, looking forward to the final round. Well, hopefully Walsh can finally make his return, uh, which they're saying at the moment is on track to do so, uh, provided mm-hmm. that he gets through uh, the full main training. And uh, yeah, hoping that I can hang on to a, uh, a finish inside the top 1K. 
But as always, you can check out my team talk segment on YouTube for a closer look at my team as we head into the last round of the season. And if you missed it, uh, it was a bit of a live uh, chat with with some of the folks that tune in um, to help out, uh, you know, fill in a bit of time because there was there's less and less to talk about uh, with your own teams. So um, with that, Liam, how did you go on the weekend? Fair a little bit yes. better. I did fare a little bit better. I managed to climb the rankings this week, going up yeah. 109 spots. Wow. <laughs> to sit 9,729th overall. Ooh. Uh, with a score of 2,462 this week. So it you got was me. only, what, 10 points. Yes. Did get you. Yeah. I wasn't feeling good as we went into this week, though. I had Dacos yes. on the bench. I had Walsh on the bench. I had Libra on the bench. Walsh as well. Uh, Gee whiz. Had to field Mills, but. That shows how shit my team is then because I completely forgot you had Walsh on the bench. Walsh, Libra and Dacos. Yeah. Libra became, yeah. So who, all right, let's have a look. So my, I really switched off on Supercoach this week, just so everyone knows. Uh, Weddle was my replacement for Dacos, who scored 70. Not bad. No, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, Walsh was replaced by, well, Hewitt or Mills, depending on how you want to look at it. But realistically, probably Mills at this stage for a 38. Uh, But Dunkley, I will, sorry, Dunkley, sorry, Libba, I will say, was replaced by the the Adonis that is Devin Robertson. (laughs) He scored a 75 and... uh, The washboard. The washboard, washboard, washboard abs. Look at him go, just absolute cheese graters. Um, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he just came on and just absolutely smashed it for my team when I needed him, averaging 45.5, but managed to score a 75 to, uh, yeah, just be a nice little replacement for Libba. Um, obviously not to the same level as Libba, but uh, did what he needed to to at least give me a reasonable score and not have to rely on Campbell Chesser uh, oh in, my, in my midfield. Thank the he, Lord. Again, he punched out a, uh, what a score on the 30s, 40s? 37. Woo! One point less than Mills. I could have actually benched Mills <laughs> for, for Chesser and not felt bad because it would only have been one point. Jeez, that, oh. that shows how shit Mills is going in that, <laughs> that context no, then. He was the, so I just had a look. He was the uh, third, one, two, three. So the fourth, equal fourth lowest score in that game. The only players below him in score were Riley Thilthorpe, who scored one, Ryan Clark, who scored 19 as the sub. A sub, yeah. Ben Keyes, who kicked the... Uh, what, what should, should have been, been the winning the goal. goal. Uh, yeah. Who scored 36. And then he sc- was Mills was 38, which was the same as Darcy Fogarty, who also scored 38. Seriously, Mills. Yeah. But yes, my, I uh, had Marshall as my as my VC, locked him in. Did actually consider, just because I have absolutely nothing to play for, I had the C on Bond and I was like, oh, he cares. Should have yep. left it. Leave it on him. But I didn't. I I thought I thought the West Coast game would go the very opposite way that it did and yeah. the Bulldogs would, you know, get to a, a decent a decent win. Um and I thought oh Bond might end up at like a score of like 120, 125 kind of thing, you know. Yeah, point uh, around. But not, yep. yeah, just like it's not going to be, it'll be over pretty early. Um, Won't need, like there won't be many points um, later in the game. Um, But 
Anyway, scored a 162. Could have kept it on him and, and risen even higher, but uh, <laughs> played it smart. Yeah, no, well, it's a smart, smart way to, to do things. Um, I was I was tempted as well, but I probably would have put on an English more so than Bont. And um, again, I think it's like I've kind of worked out English now. Um, I wasn't going to fall into the trap again. It's every second week that I put the VC or the C on him and he delivers absolute donuts for me. And I uh, wasn't going to fall into that trap again. So I was like, ah, ah, ah. Didn't see the magic word. Ah, ah, ah. And uh, yeah, kept it with Marshall, the uh, the other ruck that I have. So eat a dick uh, English, but you watch him. He'll come out and he'll smash it this week. Um, against especially, I don't know mm. if uh, Stanley's coming back. Probably not because they're going to rest everyone, the cats, by the sounds of it. Mm. So he might come up against Shannon Neal as well. Um, and he could go bananas, but who he knows? Could. We'll delve into that, of course when we get to discussions about the captains. Um, so, Liam, just to round out our head-to-head, and you mentioned the ultimate supremacy, mm. especially with the finals twist. So how did things turn up on the weekend? What does it look like? Well, it, let's let's just look at the overall for the for the year to start off with. I have five mm. wins out of one. <laughs> uh, you've got yes. the 18 wins uh, to, to you, Damon. And there is a points differential of plus 1,361. In your favor. I can no longer say there's a chance of you coming back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's fair. Now, Liam, we obviously know now where I sit, or where we both sit uh, when it comes to our overall season mm. head-to-head with my 18 wins to your five. But uh, how do we both fare when it comes to the ultimate final supremacy across the other uh, three weeks thus far of, uh, of finals? Yes, well... Uh... I've scored 7,029 points, which on the so far, I mean, there's obviously a week to go, but uh, I am trumped by you, Damon, who has oh. scored 7,233 points. That week with Libra as captain really helped, hurts me. Yeah, that's actually very true. That's very true. Hurt me that's, uh, that could be the difference. Could be the difference. We'll find it anyway, how things fare. Uh, come the uh, the last round, uh, conclusion of uh, the weekend to come. So, um, but I think our head to head as well across the finals, it's two to one in my favor. Um, so you might be able to square the ledger, maybe if you can outscore me this week, Liam. It'll be two two, but uh, we'll see how we go. But Liam, shall we delve into the next segment? And it's going to be a, probably a quick one, even more so this time around, because it is. Talking dollars and cents. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. I feel all right. But no, I'm the big G. The girls see I've got the money. $100 bills, y'all. If you so for those tuning in for the first time, this is the time where we would normally discuss all of the best potential trades and trade targets from week to week. But with only absolute sickos having a trade left heading into the last round of the year, and into uh, Supercoach Grand Finals, of course, we will quickly run through one option in each line for those looking for an edge, you could say, in their Grand Final. So, Liam, let's start it off with our defence. Yes, in terms of defenders, you can uh, look for Hayden Young. It's mm. a defensive op- option. 509.7K, averaging 93.1. And he's got a 5% ownership at this stage of the season. So over the past four weeks, he has been integrated into the engine room for Frio. 
playing run with rolls and scoring quite well by and large after a teething game of 69 first up when given 52% CBAs. Following that game, though, he has had scores of 123 with 77% CBAs, 118 with 81%, and 113 with 78%. So absolutely flying Mm. in the last few weeks. The best part of this is it's really opened up his tackling potential with 5, 10, 8, and 7 tackles across those games when he was averaging around 4 per game when playing his usual defensive role. And so this week... uh, Young faces, he finishes the season facing the Hawks. Nice roll through the middle could be Mm. handy. And at just 5% ownership could be a nice pod to differentiate your team against your grand final opponent. I don't know if he's got a, got an obvious um, matchup there in the, in the, in the midfield. Um, Play the one, maybe to play that run with roll. But uh, if he gets some time in the middle, um, as we've seen in recent weeks could be, in for a nice score. Yeah, it'd be very poetic if he does actually line up against uh, Will Day because his switch from defense into the middle is very much mirroring uh, mm. the fortunes of Will Day, who went from being you know a defender now being a, a full time mid. So uh, if they match up against each other, it's going to be very very uh, funny to see. But yeah, we'll um, might even talk about uh, Hayden Young next week as well when we kind of uh, after we do the the uh, season review and round twenty four review. Uh, we'll delve into a bit more uh, sort of surface level looking forward to uh, 2024. And he is definitely someone Hayden Young who does stick out as a potential uh, option to start your season. Uh, But let's move into the midfield and there is the big option in Tom Green uh, and he's priced at 581.5 K averaging a 109.3 with an ownership of 20%. Mm. Since returning from injury, Green has scored 126, 129, 119 giving him a three-round average of 124.7, which is currently the fourth best of the midfielders. He is affordable at the price of that 581.5K price tag. So should be an easy trade target for an underperformer to help snag you that win in the grand final, potentially. He's only in the uh, the 20% of teams, which is likely not as high in teams playing off in grand finals as they've likely traded him out uh, when he did have that hamstring injury. So could be a bit of a pod in matchups nonetheless. And he does face the Blues to end the season, who he scored 100 on the dot against earlier in the year. Um, he's just back to his best, I think, already. Uh, mm-hmm. Hasn't really had any cobwebs post his injury and uh, loves to tackle, contested beast, all that sort of stuff. He's the mini cripper, as it were. So he could be in for a, uh, a nice sort of end to the home away season, uh, especially considering they need to win in order to qualify for finals, potentially the Giants. So, um, yeah, he's definitely an option. If um, this is more AFL focused as opposed to Super Coach, if I'm just having a look, so if GWS win, if Western Bulldogs win, yeah, okay, so GWS, GWS just has to win, assuming yep. that Western Bulldogs don't. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah, the percentage is, is slightly inferior to the Bulldogs. Um, so just the Bulldogs need to win. Um, but if they win by a fair margin against the Cats, it'll definitely help their cause. Um, but yeah, yeah, they'll be relying 100% on Giants losing to Carlton in order for them to qualify. So uh, that's virtually the only thing that can change in terms of the uh, the top eight. So yeah. all eyes on that game. Um, but yeah, extra incentive for the Giants boys to uh, perform out of their skin, as it were. Um, so we'll see. Yes, agreed. 
Uh, now moving on to a ruck option for you. If I don't know, I don't know who in the rucks you'd want to trade out, but there's someone. Yep. Uh, potentially a decam if you've got him in your ruck line yeah, for some reason, true. you might want to trade him out. Or yep. Yeah. It's probably the best. But uh, Tom, Toby Van Curvis, Ruck eligible, 514.5K. He is averaging 104.9 for the season and he's at just 1% ownership. Uh, he is one of the inform Rucks, but the others are obviously Marshall, English, and Luke Jackson. But with obviously the Marshall, with Marshall having high ownership, English also high ownership, but for those that don't have him, basically being unattainable at I think about 700K. <laughs> Uh, for those not owners and uh, Jackson facing Hawthorne, who do tend to have a negating ruck uh, for scoring. Uh, Nank mm. comes in as a bit of a left field option. He does face Port Adelaide, who he scored 119 against earlier this season. And he should also be up against Finlayson or potentially Sam Hayes, where you'd expect him to get the edge as the bigger body in the ruck. Last time he did play them, um, Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. He managed a score of 158, if you don't mind. Has a solid floor as a Ruckman with only five of his 14 scores below 100 and three of those five scores were actually above 94. So really, really strong scoring. Um, also managed scores of 110 and 135 in his last two matches against Marshall and Goldstein. So it could be a nice pickup if you are looking for a unique in the Ruck department and just 0.9% ownership. So very unique pod. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh that's a good um good pickup by you, Liam. Uh so for those people, you'd be in the minority, no doubt, because as you said, DCAM's like the only one that is uh of note that you could potentially use to um to get a leg up over your opponent, uh especially if they have DCAM in their own team. Uh because uh well the pies they face, of course, your mob Liam in the Dons. Yep. Um if they can if they can try and restrict him. Uh but with as we saw on the weekend, must mention as well with DCAM. Uh, DCAM was putting in a massive game up until Cox was subbed into the game, mm. lost all CBAs virtually, and uh, Cox was playing like a madman in the ruck. So I think looking at that, um, and they, they actually looked really good with, with Cox in the ruck. So I reckon they may try and run with Cox, as stupid as it sounds, um, almost as the number one ruck and DCAM playing more up forward. So it's not going to bode well for those DCAM owners, I don't think. Um up against the Dons, they have been pretty restrictive in the past, but um, I don't know. No, they, I don't think as much recently, yeah. but yeah, interesting. So uh, I do, I do like that as a bit of a strategic play more than anything um, mm. with good old Tobes. Uh, let's round it out uh, in the forward line, of course, and it is with Zach Butters mid forward, priced at six twenty eight point eight k, averaging a one eleven point eight with a ownership of thirty six percent. Has been in some hot form in recent weeks with a three-round average of 135 and a five-round average of 128, made up of scores of 101, 134, 137, 139, and a 129. He's currently the top-rated forward and the fourth-best mid, and he's only being outscored by Luke Jackson based on a three-round average in the forward line. He faces the Tigers on the weekend, who he scored 104 against early in the year. And last time they played at Adelaide Oval, he scored a 121. And we all know we've spoken about um, a few episodes now, that trend with the Tigers giving up bog points to opposition uh, midfielders, especially the top line ones, which Butters definitely is. So I think he could be in for a very, very big game here. Um, so I do like him, especially mm. if your opponent doesn't own him. So a nice sort of way to get a leg up. You know, don't really look at the ownership side of things because it just comes down to your um 
your opponent really on the given day for, for Supercoach finals. So um, factor him in 100%, I reckon. Yes, I agree entirely. If you don't have him, I'd be getting him in. Um, has good, I know this is going to sound really dumb, but has good DPP status as well. Like mid mid round, that could be handy if there is a laid out like a mm. LDU that we, LDU. we found out about yeah. last late last week, uh, last weekend. Um, they obviously play on the Sunday at twelve thirty, um, so that sort of potentially suits um, that play as well, especially um, yeah, if there's any late changes that do come in. Um, that might affect you. You do have some some swing coverage as well if you do bring him in. And uh, there's incentive here for Port to go as hard as they can at Richmond mm-hmm. uh, because they could trump Brisbane for the second spot and get a home final um, in the top mm-hmm. four. So uh, we'll see how things play out there, but uh, obviously contingent upon the Lions uh, losing their game and they play the Saints. So um might be a bit of a hard fought battle there, but it is at the Gabba. But yeah, as I said, with uh with Port um and with Butters, especially as well, the individual accolade side of things, he is firing into Brownlow contention, um, especially given his uh his recent run of games. So uh there's a bit of extra incentive for him along with the team. Mm, agreed. Alrighty, Liam. Let's uh let's jump into the uh the next segment. It's normally one that we we like to celebrate. And we celebrate and ring it in with a bit of a not well, not a ring, but we ring it in. We uh we toot it in with a bit of a toot toot. <laughs> and it's called Liam. <laughs> so you're like I'm a bit struggling. Of, I am absolutely struggling. You're doing very well. You're you're a bit of a sick captain. I am a because, sick captain because yeah, I'm not going to do the voice. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the captain now. You sound like a captain that's got a got a bit of scurvy. Or yeah, I feel like you've I'm got a, you've been on the high right seas. <laughs> uh, you just you've just come back to port. Like, what the bloody hell happened to you? Oh, I've just been out in the seas for many months on end, and I've got some you know ye scurvy, but uh, I've got all the treasure in the form of captaincy averages, and uh, <laughs> I'll give you the best the best rendition of uh, the captains and what they can score. Thank like, you for that. Yeah, no worries. I just I thought I'd step in on your behalf there because of your uh, you like a uh, even though you, you got got a good uh, gruff captain voice, I reckon, or pirate voice. You want to go with pirate, but even though you're not a pirate, you've said you're I'm not a pirate. Quite a, a quite a friendly captain. I'm a friendly who also, captain who, who happens to also have his pilot's license. Yes, yeah, so I do have my pilot's license because <laughs> I'm also sometimes I decide that I'm the I'm the plane captain, my private yeah. jet. Yeah, private jet. You, you're you almost. I was gonna call you or a helicopter. Threat. Maybe I could. I could. I could fly a helicopter. They captains. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good point. I is a pilot even a captain, or is a pilot just a? A pilot's pilot. a pilot, I think. But no, but the the pilot calls himself a captain because he, you know, on the radio was oh, like, "Oh yeah, I, yeah, this is your captain." Ladies and gentlemen, speaking. this is your captain speaking. So, yeah, like, technically, you are a captain. Yeah. Okay. But he I don't be think a captain, captain in the army, I guess. Ah, that's true. Oh my god, we're just. Unleashed. Aye, aye, captain. So many things. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. What else could yeah. you be a captain of? Well, I was going to call you a triple threat. Now you could be. Like you know, you you're a, you're a pilot of a, a plane. Pilot. <laughs> you're, a, you're you're a captain of a plane. Captain of a ship. 
captain of a uh, what else was there? Did you say? I don't know, a helicopter. Uh, yeah, no, the oh, army. I think that's the thing. Oh, the army, that's it. That's a triple threat right there. Where else that's can it. you be a captain? I don't Football know. Football club. Literally <laughs> the most obvious. Literally, of course. This segment that we always uh, talk about, we're going off on a massive tangent. We've forgotten what we're talking about here. It is, of course, the captain in Supercoach. Uh, as you blow out all the ye scurvy are out of you. <laughs> you can't really do. I do apologize, everybody. I don't, oh. I don't think you blow scurvy out of your nose, but... Uh, what is um, what is I don't I, you know what I don't want to I don't want to start the conversation. What is scurvy? Okay, I'll Google it whilst you are uh, kick us off. All right, <laughs> and I'm the captain now. We chat about the VC, what VC and C options that you have for the upcoming round of Supercoach. The final, probably the most important decision you can make this round, I reckon, is your mm. VC and C options because most people don't have their uh, trades. That's it. That's the word trades. As always, we look through all the data and we find the best options for you to consider. Um, and I think this round, my advice is go for a go for a VC option that's a pod. Mm. Yep. Go out there. Just do it. Yeah. Especially in a, if you're in a, a you know league grand final, that's where you want to do it the most. Um, Especially if I think I I know projections often mean nothing. But if you're projected to lose, like, obviously I like to look at projections and then I like to look at individual player projections and be like, is this, does this make sense? Because mm. sometimes you'll get a player that's like, you know, chugging along quite well and they're for some reason projected for like a 70. Yeah. And you're like, why? This doesn't make sense. And then yeah. on the other side, you can have a player that's been absolutely flying um, who gets projected for a, you know, something insane like 150 or something yeah. um so yeah be mindful of that but yeah if you are projected to lose i think going hard at a vc um it's a pod could be could be the play for you yep i like it and before we kick things off Liam, scurvy which i thought it was is a vitamin c deficiency which makes no sense because back in the day when you're traveling from like europe to like the americas or whatever surely like they'd be thinking to themselves okay what do we need in terms of food and like fruit and vegetables, like vitamin C, like did they not pack any like vegetables like in order to get scurvy? So it's vitamin C deficiency. Do you reckon they all thought it would just go off? Yeah, potentially, but surely you'd put it like they'd have, I don't know, ice would melt. But like the weather and stuff, like, mm. I don't know. So um, it wouldn't have fridges on the interesting <laughs> story. Ships. I can tell you. Um, yeah. So it's bad luck to take bananas. I know this story. It's bad luck. You don't take bananas on boats. So no one, if you go on a boat with someone and they won't let you take bananas because it's like, it's meant to be bad luck. And it comes because bananas, when they go ripe, they let off this like gas that makes other things ripen really quickly as well. Yeah. And so it meant that when they had bananas on the ships with all their fruit, all the rest of their fruit would go off really quickly. So, but they didn't, they obviously figured out that it was bananas. So bananas became bad luck. So maybe ah. they, uh, maybe that's why they all got scurvy because they were too busy eating bananas. Yeah. They had like someone, someone brought like too many bunches of bananas into the ship. They're like, what are you doing? Like throwing bananas overboard. And then the guys who brought the bananas on board, throw them overboard as well to, to, exactly. to walk the plank. Yeah, they... That's actually a really good point. Yeah. So yeah, fun little story for you. Yeah, we're, we're going to say next you, dinner party. 
Yeah. I know. What do you reckon? Do you reckon that the people that brought the bananas got scurvy? Or do you reckon that they survived because they had bananas? Who's, know, who's, but... Whose job is it to bring? Is it like a bring your own food? <laughs> BYO. Like, yeah, is the it captain's... like BYO or, or like is it supplied, you know? Yeah. Well, back in the day, I think it would be like the captain of the ship. Surely it's his job. It's his job to do like, you know, the the inventory, um, you know, of, of what, what to bring and whatnot. Like, all right. Mm. All right, Black Beer, you bring along some uh, some avocados. <laughs> Slim Jim, you bring on your, your 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 bananas. Like, but but sir, the bananas are bad. Like, I don't care. Bring them on. And then Blackbeard like, was known for wanting smashed avo. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the pension for smashed avo. <laughs> and then the the captain just blames like, even though he was the one who wanted them to bring the bananas on the ship, he like sabotages everyone and was like, no, it was Slim Jim. It was his idea to bring on the banana. <laughs> it was peg leg Pete. <laughs> Your father-in-law. Pistol Pete. Peg leg Pete. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've gone into like some sort of yeah. fantasy. Uh, uh... <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Captaincy. Yeah. Captaincy. First game. Uh, yeah. Friday night. <laughs> Collingwood versus Marmob in the Dons. And we have Zach Merritt. He's been, he's been so good. For us mm. this year, not so much in recent weeks. Yeah, but he's been good uh, overall. But he's been good overall. Uh, he's got an average of one twenty three against the Pies in his last four, with scores of one twenty three, one thirty three, one sixteen, and one twenty, leading to an average of one twenty three on the dot. I was just, I was just um, getting caught up in his. Uh, I was just looking at the stats there, uh, the back end, because I got reminded. You know, every single year for the past, was it three, four seasons where it might have been three seasons where like post buys, he's gone home, he's come Ooh. home like a bloody freight steam train. Um or freight trainer. That's what I'm looking for. Uh no, he's actually thereabouts. Like he's had a few good scores, 126, 168, 136, he had a 69, then for two, not bad. Uh 105, 139, and a 143, and then 96 and a 99 on the weekend. So I guess his average has since the buys. He has lifted to a one fifteen from one one twelve. So, yeah, probably not as good as what he has been uh, last year. I think he came home crazy. Mm. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah. As you say, nonetheless, he is especially against the Pies, our rival. Uh, you know, the saying always is, no matter where the teams are placed in the ladder, uh, it is more than likely going to be mm. a bit of a contest. And I'm hoping so as well, Liam, because I'm coming along to the game to watch your mob and barrack for your mob um, just yes. because it's the pies. Um, um, but it could also be a pod VC in the sense that people won't go for him because they'll be scared off by his recent form. Mm, exactly that. And also there's some good options with uh, matchups against Geelong yeah. potentially uh, West coast. Um, so uh, for sure, he is a definite VC option and a pod one at that. But uh, likewise is his teammate Darcy Parrish in his last mm. four, 110, 133, 162, and a 74 for an average of 119.75. So both of these boys love playing the pies. Um, so again, uh, he'd be even more so a pod, uh, Parrish, mm. uh, in terms of the VC talk. So don't mind him either. Yep. Now let's move on to the next game, and it is Hawthorne. Facing the Dockers, and it is James Sicily. 
uh, score of 63, 116, 97, and 60 for an average of 84 against the Dockers. Not great. Not great. Mm. That 63 also came earlier this year. Yeah. I don't I don't really trust Sisley uh anymore no. than what I when I used to um when we got him in. He's been a bit of Jekyll and Hyde since we brought him in um mm. following his uh return anyway from uh suspension. 58, 171, 102, 166, a 96 and 83. But I think across all those games, um, all the both of those big scores average out um or brought down anyway in average overall. So mm. Um, and I think teams are kind of working out how to play Sicily on the weekend. Um, uh, Ex-Don, uh, Melksham, played a really good game uh, mm. against him. Scored, was it two goals, three or something or more than that? Um, and was actually among the best on the day for the Ds. So played him like an absolute fiddle. Um, so the blueprint's there, I think, for teams on how to combat James Sicily. So, yeah, not yeah. as um, uh, confident in him yeah. either. And Frio um, also giving away the third least points to... Oh general defenders so not not a positive matchup there yep doesn't help for sure uh next up uh well across the other side of the other field is luke jackson uh in his last four he scored a 126 78 35 and a 79 against the hawks for an average of 79.5 but of course varying games there uh when he's playing at the d's and uh you know not playing as a first ruck so um hard to sort of gauge those but is in awesome form good old jacko um, but as we highlighted at the uh, towards the top of the episode, it is hard to score against Ned Reeves. He's actually, I reckon he's going to be one of the premier Ruckman coming up uh, in seasons to come. Uh, he's a really underrated young Ruckman, is Reeves, and uh, very mm. negating at that. So I think he won't have an easy day out, Luke Jackson, as he has been in recent times. No, and should be noted, we've left out Brayshaw and Sarong from this because one of them is going to be copying the Finn mm. McGuinness tag. Yep. And he... I don't know who. Yep. I assume it's probably more likely to go to Brayshaw. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I probably would steer clear of either of them. Um, it's a bit of a dead rubber in terms of the matchup, so yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't be too concerned there. When did uh when did they play each other? Was it uh early uh, this round season, eight, yeah. yeah. Uh oh, he wouldn't have played then, would he? Good old Finn. No, I don't think he was. No. No. Um, I was listening to Moriarty's Magic's podcast and they did mention they had a look at the coaches' votes and I think Sarong had more coaches' votes, so a greater impact, despite the fact that Brayshaw, I think it was like 34 disposals, kicked a goal or something. Um, but I think based upon that, Sarong is, I think, more damaging, um, but Brayshaw is more susceptible to a tag. So exactly, it's kind of yeah. hard. It's a bit of a bit of a 50-50, as you mentioned there. It's a mm. throw it up in the air and... Uh, Whichever one you catch is is one they'll tag. <laughs> yep, agreed. Um, now moving on to the next game, it is North up against the Suns down in T- Tasmania, Onstone Arena. Uh, we've got one player in this game, and it is Harry Sheasel. Mm. Could he could he go big? He's been going big recently. Um, he hasn't got a great average against uh, the Suns with a score of just fifty three. Um, yes, but. Uh, Yes. Um he he's gone as we mentioned at the top of the episode, he's gone relatively well in the last few weeks and would be very pod as a VC option. Um with scores of 
135 and 136 in his last two matches. Yep. Uh, I do, do like him. Um, it's going to be funny though, because North almost have that incentive to lose, uh, to maintain their, uh, their, uh, I guess their, their hands on the, uh, the, the first draft pick. So, um, it's going to be fun to see if they actually try and win or if they rest a few guys, um, put some guys into early, uh, you know, surgery so they can come back in time for the preseason or, or what, because I think the Suns have already come out and they said they're going to rest potentially King, Lacocious, um, and another, I can't recall the other third player, but um, a key player. So both of these sides are just like, who gives a shit? It's a dead rubber. Um, so maybe there. Sorry. Yeah, continue. Yeah, no, I'm just going to complain ahead. about that AFL. We need to move away from this thing of like the last. I know there's obviously a reason why you want the, the team that comes last to get the first pick, mm. but like it just induces this. Like it's a dead rubber. No one cares who. It's like this, the Geelong game. Geelong game's not a yeah. dead rubber, but like Geelong's like, I don't care putting the queue in the rack. Like, I don't know. You need to make sure there's something to play for for the teams lower on the ladder. Yeah, um, it's kind of that discussion point isn't it with regards to the um the wild card round and maybe having splitting up the um the ladder into what it was it uh thirds quadrants whatever it was um where like the bottom four potentially face off against each other and then maybe it's like a lottery system maybe they have to go down that road like the nba and um yeah i don't mind it i feel like it that. just needs to like i don't know because like it really like, think about it. Like, for all year we've been talking about West Coast getting the number one pick. What are they going to do with it? Who are they going to trade it yeah. to? Are they going to trade it? Or are they going to take, um, what's his name, Harley Reid? Or what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, now, all of a sudden, they've wider now. Go, uh, now, North Melbourne's in prime position. And we're like, oh, North Melbourne just shouldn't win. Yeah. And I'm like, all year we've been complaining about, like, West Coast potentially tanking. Yeah. And now we're like, oh, North Melbourne should just not win so that they can yeah. keep it. And I'm like, anyway. It's funny, isn't it? And then just... like, uh, uh, what's his name? Adam Simpson on the weekend. The first words, I can't recall the exact phrase that he used, but he was on the sidelines and like first words. And he was like, geez, we, uh, we really tried to hard to tank then, didn't we? It's like words to that effect. And it was hilarious. Just taking the piss. He's probably just like West Coast eat a dick like he knows he's going to be potentially yeah, given the ass sad. and he's just like yeah. <laughs> it's like i don't care if we win or not like it helps me individually as a coach to show that i'm not i'm still giving a shit um but yeah it's funny but anyway yeah. uh, all that to say that i think Sheasel uh could be in for a bit of a day out potentially because gold coast won't give a shit by and large north Melbourne won't give a shit uh he'd be allowed to to rack it up pill at will type uh, scenario seagull action off defense you get around um, the back line Exactly. Without Zebel there as well, he's uh, he won't be taking uh, the the lineup either because yep. he has um, retired. So it's gonna be interesting. Um, um, be like that Simpsons episode where they have the the soccer match and it's just like they're kicking it between each other in the back line. Oh yeah, that's exactly that's what, it. This, that's what this game is gonna be. Just kick it to Sheasel. Yeah, kick the Sheasel exactly. Um, very nice. Well, let's jump into the uh, all Brisbane's. Um, potential up against uh, St Kilda and uh, we have Lockie Neal. Uh, mm. He's averaging a 107.75 in his last four against the Saints for scores of 114, 123, a 76 and a 118. Um, he's been thereabouts. He's kind of 
hasn't set the world on fire. Only had a no. 97 on the weekend. Uh, a bit of out of form, I think, on Supercoach stakes anyway. Um, played well, to his credit, on the weekend. But his past four games, 87, 90, 88, and 97. So a bit of uh, a bit out of form. He's actually dropped uh, 100 and almost uh, almost 130K uh, over the past um, five weeks. So, yeah. Interesting that <laughs> could yeah. be a cheaper price for next year. Interesting. Um, on the in the same game, same side of the field, team teammate. We got Josh Dunkley, 122, 80, 131, 127. Those are his last four scores against the Saints. Comes out to an average of 115. Mm. But I don't know. Just don't trust him. And I know we spoke about this last week where like the longer you are below average the sooner you like you're yeah. closer to to you know your next game being a good one but i don't know just hasn't been scoring well i don't think i trust him i'd probably no. i'd probably look elsewhere yeah better options elsewhere i think um on the other side of the field uh for st kilda we have jack sinclair he's averaging a 111.25 mm-hmm. uh, and his last four which comprised of 133, 118, 111, and an 83. He's been in really good form. Um, he's actually come home with a bit of a wet sail. 137 on the weekend as well. Um, looked really good. So don't mind good old Jackie Sinclair the mullet. Yep, don't mind him as a bit of a VC pod option as well. Now moving on, we have in the Geelong uh, Western Bulldogs game, we have Tim English, and he has an average of 95. Against the Cats with scores of, this is, I want to score first, 65, 79, 80, and 156 against the Cats. And that 156 came earlier this season, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, so. And this time around as well. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, yeah. isn't it? And potentially yeah. facing Shannon Neal. Mm. Uh, who Rowan Marshall just went 141 against. You'd think that Tim English could be in for a big score. Well, I'll just have me look at uh, a tweet uh, on, I was going to say Twitter, of course, but no on X um, or an X on X um, that someone mentioned potentially no Cameron, no, well, it's going to be no Jez because he's been it's been confirmed he's been put in for um surgery potentially no Hawkins no Blitzarves no Stanley no Henry no Close and oh, no Jesus. Gary Rowan so they're going to be playing virtually half a VFL side um so if the dogs I mean should say the dogs should win this but they just lost to West Coast um one of the worst teams in recent memory um so maybe it's not a gimme but I think in terms of as you said coming up against Shannon Neal who Marshall just scored 141 against. Yeah, one against, yeah. Uh, and we all know the uh, the English uh, scaling. Exactly. That's going to go through the roof. Um, and it falls on another week, a secondary week, where he scores high, low, high, low. So um, it's all going, looking looking up for him. Yep. It's gone, he's gone one in the past four, 163, down to 112, up to 143, down to 118. So he's due for an up game around about yep. that 140 to 160 mark. So this could be a, a solid way to finish the season. I like um, it. I like it. Yeah, I do like him indeed. Um, next to him as well uh, in the center line in the engine room, 
Lebont, uh, a genuine, genuine uh, option as well. 115.75, he's averaged over his past four against the Cats. 113, 109, 98, and a 143. Uh, as we all know on the weekend, he really came to life in the second half and smashed out most of his 166. Did he score? 162, sorry. Um, so, yeah. For a full game against, you know, virtually half a VFL side uh, for the Cats. And he's also in contention for the Brownlow. I think he needs to potentially uh, get a two to three vote game in order to potentially have uh, both of his get hands on mm. the uh, on the Brownlow. Uh, he was my preseason prediction. I uh, I did have a look back at um, uh, just randomly because uh, I think it was L Payton. He actually liked one of our TikToks because he's just recently started following us. And it was the uh, the little clip up that we did when we we're chatting about Bont in the preseason. And I said, Bont is due for a big year. And he, I think he's on track. He's due, due a Brownlow and this could be his year. So let's see if he fulfills that prophecy. Uh, but yeah, he's a very, very good option. Yep. Agreed. Now moving on to the other side of the field, we've got Tom Stewart. He's got an, uh, four games. Sorry. He's four race. Blah, blah, blah. His most recent four games against the Cats are scores of 127, 39, 112, and 120. Now that 39, I think we can put down to injury. Um, that gives him an average of 99.5. But if we take out that 39 um, as a as a um, outlier game with the injury, we can uh, see that his average is actually 119.667. Mm. So, um, yes, very nice. And on top of that, Western Bulldogs give away yes. the most points to opposition general defenders like uh, this guy. What's his name? Tom yep. Stewart. Good old Tommy Stewart. Uh, Tom Stewart. And just like we want to look back, um, who has the Western Bulldogs played recently? Uh, probably no one really of note. But, yeah, Tom Stewart in recent weeks has managed some decent scores. 128, 134, 69 against Collingwood, not great. 101, 152 against Brisbane. So yeah, could be some, could be a nice score for him coming up. Yep, yeah. For the for the dogs in the weekend, you can't really count them. I don't think because uh, they, um, oh sorry for the yeah for the dogs they uh they they uh they've been they've been struggling a fair bit. So you can't really look at their side of the the field in terms of combating things. But yeah, off the back of uh, that that loss. Um, to the Eagles, they're going to come out firing. Um, but he might be a lone hand in defense <laughs> at mm. this stage, uh, Stuart, with uh, with the Cats outs. But um, yeah, nonetheless, really do like him. Uh, moving on to the next game, the Eagles up against Adelaide. Another dead rubber. Wouldn't have been had that um, goal been mm. rightfully paid to, to Keys. Uh, but let's start off with Adelaide. And on their front, uh, Rory Laird, I think he's one of the best options. Uh, if you're not going for one of these uh, doggy players up against uh, the Cats in a must-win game. Rory Laird, he's averaging a 139.25 at his past four against the Eagles. 156, 136, 145, and 120. Um, so kind of speaks for itself there. Good historical form line. Eagles still conceding points to opposition mids as well. Um, so really do like him. I agree. But does he get rested? Just because it's the dead rubber now. Is Adelaide going to rest all their players? I don't know. Yeah to look out for team sheets there, but I do think Rory Laird is a very good option. Uh, his teammate, another option for you, Jordan Dawson, 95, 106, 108, 105 are his last four scores against the Eagles, an average of 102. Not great. Not loving it. Yep. Uh, 
definitely compared to Laird. If you've got Laird and Dawson, I'd opt for Laird. Yep, 100% there. Uh, let's move on to the next game, and it is Port Adelaide up against Richmond. Mm. And uh, I spoke of it earlier, Zach Butters uh, potentially gunning for a Brownlow. Uh, he is averaging a 102 uh, in his past four against the Tigs with scores of 104, 87, 121, and a 96. And we already spoke about his recent form line as well, which has been very, very juicy. So do you like him? Uh, Richmond do concede uh, some points to opposition mids. Doesn't really reflect it in the trends, funnily enough, but uh, the top tier players, they normally let run free. So uh, he could be in for a nice game. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, uh, next game, it is Melbourne up against Sydney. And we've got my boy, Errol Goulden. Now, yeah. I'm just going to talk about him quickly. Yes. He's currently the, remember when everyone traded him out? He's currently the second highest scoring forward. Oh, really? That's interesting. Second highest scoring forward. And for him to fall out of the top six, he would need to be outscored by Stephen Canelio by 198 points this week. Yeah, that ain't happening. So my boy Errol, he's staying in Your the top boy. six. My boy. Yep. Love what a him. gun. Love yep. him. Absolutely love him. Um, when Essendon played to this point, to the point where when Essendon played Sydney a few weeks back, I was copying looks from Essendon supporters because whenever he got the ball, I was like, <laughs> and they were like, who do you back for? I'm like, Essendon yeah. and Goulden. Like, yeah, and both. Errol. Yeah, who doesn't of course. Like, for who Errol? doesn't bar for Errol? Seriously. <laughs> anyway, uh, he is average. I'm not going for him this week, just by the way. He's got an average of 87.3 against the Demons with scores of 85, 126, and 51. Um, scored a 109 on the weekend. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Uh, but yeah, don't think, don't think he's your best option this week. Yep. And just on Errol as well, every time I look at him, I don't know if, if you're familiar with him, but, uh, Tim Blackwell on, um, as a Ricky, Ricky, Tim and Joel, uh, on Nova, uh, He's grown his hair recently as well, Tim Blackwell, and he's got a little bit of a Errol about him. Um, every time I see Errol, I just I just think of Tim. Um, it's very interesting. But anyway, by the oh, by, oh yes, I yes I can see a it. little a little bit a little bit yeah, of yeah. I see look, you mean um, like the hair, yeah. It's the hair, the eyes, potentially the shape of the face. But um, yeah, every time I hear Tim Blackwell on the radio, I just think it's Errol. Oh Errol. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anyway, uh, he would definitely be a pot option if you're going for, uh, for Goulden. Um, but, uh, mm. nonetheless on the other side of the fence, other side of the field, we should say, uh, track, he is an option, track. maybe, uh, averaging an 82.25, um, must say also, I think it was on 360. It might've been, I saw someone mention that, uh, he mentioned that, uh, he's a bit under the weather, like yourself, Liam, he might've caught your cold, mm. uh, which doesn't bode well. So do they rest him? Or do they go all out? They kind of need to win, what's don't the, they? Yeah, to, what's, um, the, what's the ladder to, look like? Yeah, well, if Port lose and actually if Brisbane lose and Port lose, Melbourne can go into, into second mm, spot. Second spot. If Port lose, uh, Brisbane win, uh, they can jump into third spot. Um, I reckon. And then, I wonder whether what they play later in the round. So I wonder whether they look to whether Collingwood win. Because mm. if Collingwood win, you almost don't care if you stay in fourth. Because you face them first. Because you face first. them. You're not going to have to leave. If you win, yep. 
potentially to... going to Brisbane or, or Adelaide if Adelaide, you know, depending yeah. what happens there. Obviously they could also jump up if they win and Adelaide and Port lose, they would then get a home final. Brisbane Port, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Brisbane yeah. And Port, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that incentive of the uh the home final is probably the largest of the lot. Um but yeah, also as you mentioned, like facing... they play so late oh, that you can always swing that change after because all of the games we played by them. Yeah. Because ima- imagine if if uh, both Brisbane and Port lose, they go into second spot. It means Brisbane and Port slide down to third and fourth and they would face Brisbane in Melbourne at the MCG. At the MCG, that, yeah. <laughs> the fortress almost to uh, to, to Brisbane. They just, as mm. we know, they, they can't play at the, at the MCG. Play right at Marvel, but not at uh, the MCG. So... Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out there. But uh, just with track, so he's averaging 82.25, yes, a last four, uh, 119, what, 70, an 87, and a 53. So not too favorable. On the weekend, uh, wasn't wasn't really anywhere, uh, but still scored at 106 uh, with a late goal there. Um, again, kind of just worried about him playing time up forward. Mm. Um, let me just have a quick squeeze at his CBAs on the weekend. Probably would have been down. Uh, I haven't really looked at these since Clary uh, has returned. So uh, Clary's been back for two weeks and track. Uh, it had his lowest CBA count of the season, actually second lowest, 42% uh, mm. for the season. Um, his second lowest for the season with 42% on the weekend. Um, Clary's had 67 and 62%. Um, so he'll no doubt be getting up there and tracks probably, I mean, Fritch depends if he returns as well, because if Fritch returns, which mm. I think I heard last week, he's on the cusp of doing so. Yeah. That will definitely help. And I think track uh, might jump back to round about, you know, 50, 60, 70% potentially, um, which would be good. But nonetheless, I think I'm still worried about that, uh, that shared role that he's got between forward and mid. Yeah. Agreed. Now moving on to his teammate, Clary Oliver. For those that do own him or held him, you may be rewarded this week. He has an average of 136.25 against the Swans with scores of 156, 134, 125, and 130, all captaincy worthy. So yeah, could be, could be a big one. um, If you did hold him or you are an owner, one that I would be looking to exploit as your captaincy option. Yep. hundred percent. Even didn't speak of him as an option, uh, for the midfield trade in potential, but uh, he is definitely another one as well. That uh, it'd be lower owned. My super coach is playing up. It's gone haywire. I was going to check the ownership, but uh, I think it's around about twelve percent from memory. Uh, might be higher, might be lower. Uh, here we go. It's come good now. Thirteen uh, um, percent is close enough. Yeah, six thirty three k. Probably harder to get in at that price. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can, very. Definitely one that I'd be considering. Yeah. He dropped 20.2K, so uh, might bode well for you, depending on uh, the money you have to work with. But uh, since returning, 128, and of course, 84, which he was tagged out of the game by Finn. But I reckon he's going to come out breathing fire. Uh, Every single other game, he scored 134, 136, 119, 121, 156, 135. So uh, I reckon he'll come out breathing fire, especially having that freedom without having anyone Holding on to him at every stoppage. Uh, I reckon he's going to really relish that freedom and uh, he'll have a good game, I reckon. So, uh, yeah, potential trade-in option, but uh, more so if you have him in your team already. Uh, I do like him as an option for the Agreed. B or have to be for a C, but uh, provides that floor, a bit of security. 
Yep. I'm going to chuck in a very late option here as well. And it is Max Gorn. Uh, mm. So Sydney give away the third most points, I think it is, to opposition Ruckman. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to see if I've got that number correct. Yes, it is the third most. Uh, and he has an av- I haven't got his average, but I've got his last four scores. And they are 198, 112, 150, and 119. So, yes. yeah, looking good. Looking good. Um, yep. Against, I mean, yeah, against, I don't even know who's rucking for Sydney anymore. Uh, I think Higgy's he's back in the side at the moment still. And his last um, game, announced his retirement today. Oh, did he? Another yeah. one. Gee whiz, I can't keep up. I know. It was actually quite sad today. Constant updates from the AFL up being like, this player's retired, this player's retired. Yeah, you look at the news, because I was like, I've turned off notifications through the app, but I uh, go, go into the, the news section and it's just like retiring. It's like Jonas, Segler, mm. so on and so on and so on and so forth. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. Everyone's left until the last round. Normally that's like, it's kind of announced pre, like at least more than this anyway, where the players are like, yeah, it's going to be my last season. Uh, they do their, you know, chat to the the playing group and stuff. But yeah, it's just been a bloody avalanche. Tsunami mm. of um, retirements. Has been. Um, so yeah, which, potential yeah, option, potential option, I'm and uh, something to talk about as well. Um, next week, especially with Hickey retiring, mm. Mm, they're looking for a ruckman in, in that case, so maybe someone by the name of Brody Grundy. Mm. Interesting, that'll be uh, something we'll chat about then. But, um, yes, let's move on to the next game, and it is to round us out. My mob Carlton up against the Giants. And uh, first up, we have Tom Green, who's averaging a 73.3333333 repeating, of course. Um, and uh, that is comprised of scores of 175 and 45. But like we mentioned uh, earlier in the episode, uh, might be a, a nice game for him to, uh, uh, you know, come out on all cylinders firing and uh, help the Giants win. Uh, not a must-win game, but it's probably one that they need anyway as a bit of extra security. They'll know anyway by that stage because if yeah, the, if they the uh, need to. if the dogs win against the Cats, there's uh, it's either make or break um, for them winning or losing. So, mm. yep, don't mind him, but uh, probably other better options, I think, outside of him. Yeah, agreed. I think it's very much a Hail Mary. Yeah. Um, well, your mob, Damon, Sam Doherty has an average of just 90 against the Giants. So I thought it'd be higher, but again, yeah. probably wanting to play some, uh, you know, it's not, again, not a must win for you guys in the slightest, no. but just a game that you do want to carry the, carry the form into finals. So yeah. you'd hope that he comes out firing scores of 87, 108, 73 and 92. Walsh hopefully back, um, might give him some more defensive time, but obviously Chera still out. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, well, I did hear today also uh, that Chera is in the mix, believe it or not, which Ooh. I find kind of funny um, about because just, you know, when he came back, he had that hamstring awareness against, which game was it? I can't recall. It was the week after it, Walsh did his, I was against Collingwood. That's right. He went off halfway mm. through the game. Um, he was only back for the game and bang, happened again. So, yeah, I think they should be more cautious with him. Walshy, uh, less so. He's had four weeks on the sidelines. And I need him back for my one grand final super coach here. So uh, come on, Walshy. Uh, do on, us a Walsh. solid. Um, 
but yeah, as you mentioned with uh, with Doherty, he's had thirty eight percent CBAs over the past couple of weeks. Prior to that, forty one percent, sixty four percent, and a fifty eight percent. But uh, when Walsh has been in the team, um, he's spent by and large more time in defence. So uh, mm. might spell a bit of trouble in scoring for this next guy that we rounded out with, mm. and it is Nick Newman. Been in red hot form uh, and against the Giants, he's averaged a 110.5 with scores of 132, 74, 108, and 128. We spoke of this uh, last week potentially with, um, you know, Walsh potentially returning, but he didn't. Um, so gave Newman a bit of a stay of execution there uh, without Doc going back and cramping his style, which may happen more so this week. Uh, but Nick Newman's been in, as I said, hot form. Um, don't mind him as a bit of a left field option. Agreed. Again, Hail Mary option, I think, uh, there. Now, let's have a look at our little captaincy head-to-head. Now, before we jump into who we're going to pick for the final round, um, now, again, supremacy has been decided here. Damon, you have 13 wins to my nine. (laughs) So we're done there. And the differential is 237 points. So unless we get like a career high and an absolute donut. donut. Yeah, or uh, negatives. Yeah, or negatives. Uh, negatives the double. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to get there. But uh, I did pick, you picked English. I picked Bont. I can't remember who had the first pick. Yeah, I think it was me. I think I had the first pick. He... Yes, I think you're right. I was keen on Bont. Obviously couldn't go for him because I chose him the previous week. Um. Yeah. <sighs> Hang on, yeah. I've got I've got all the rounds up here. Let me just check. Oh, okay, I can check because I remember who we. Had. I'm pretty sure it was me because you could you could have done the dodgy and put like you could have chosen English and I wouldn't have been able to choose Bond and I would have had to go elsewhere. Yeah, so it was me last week because I had merit against uh against North. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep, and then you went uh Lebont. Lebont. Okay. So, Liam? So, anyway, so sorry, you picked English, I picked Bont. You scored 118, I scored 162, but the differential is 237 still and four wins. So, if I can just keep some winning form going into next season, that'd be nice. And I am going to go with Tim English. Mm, Very good choice. Very good choice indeed. You know, as I said, it's the it's the second week, so he's due for the uppers. He's had the downers. Fairly certain um, whenever I pick him, though, it doesn't work out for me. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, Liam, in that case, this is kind of a bit of a switch. We've uh, we've swapped partners here almost. This is this is a bit uh, <laughs> this is a bit uh, a bit swinger action. This is this is super coach captain's swinger style because. Swinger style. <laughs> I've uh, I've said you take my English that I had last week, and uh, I'm taking your bond that you had oh, last week. So let's go both the, the the doggies boys, uh, swings and roundabouts, all that sort of stuff. Uh, swingers action, super coach, captain style to round things out. So um, there we go. Be funny if uh, one it. of them scores a sixty nine. Love it. Anyway, let's <laughs> see how we go. Uh, yes, let's see how we go, uh, Liam. It is time now, though, to round us out um, for the second last time. I keep going to say the final time, but no, this will be decided come next week. So it is the second last time. And it is, Liam. <gasps> I got to know. Hey, 
that's to know. Love that. Love that. <laughs> John, it's was... my favorite for the season, which you should have saved for next week. Yeah, damn it. I'll have to clip it. it up and then I'll I'll just mime it again because I won't be able to do it again. I don't know how I did it. Yeah, it's a bit of Oz, Oz Idol style. <laughs> or the voice, maybe? The you voice, should have been turning voice. around oh, yeah, like, sorry, in on. your chair. Ready? Ready? Okay, I'll do it again. <laughs> you look like Dr. Evil when he's in that swivel chair. I just, I imagine you swinging around and like just petting a cat. I should have, I should have uh, Patty here on my lap. Okay. Uh, who's like the uh, Mr. Bigglesworth version of, um, uh, yeah, I've got a uh, Turkish Angora white cat, um, which is Mr. Bigglesworth before he loses his, all of his fur. Um, Alrighty. So Liam, it is, I got to know. No, I couldn't do it. But no, he's not turning around. Is he turning around? Oh, oh, oh. Was that an automatic turn or was that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Was there was the button malfunctioning? You got to find out in the yeah. next episode. Exactly. Uh, well, Liam. Anyway, uh, yes. Let's do it. What's, I don't know what the questions are. Oh, I got to know. Uh, there's only the one, Liam. And uh, it's going to be short and sweet. I know it was a massive build up, but it is only the one. <laughs> It'll be a good question. And it's one it's one that's kind of a bit of a segue for the next segment when we talk about leagues and matchups. Uh, so Ooh. it's giving it away a little bit, but it is from Emper Ooh. at Emper underscore X. And he says, what should I spend the Patreon cash league prize on? So I don't know. The question is uh, whether or not he's going to be in the position to win the Patreon cash league, which Liam is a bit of a segue into the uh, Supercoach Edge. Are we going to answer the question first, though? Well, I'm just, I just, I just posed him that question in turn. It depends if he's going to be in that position to but, win. All right, right. Let's assume that he's he's in a position okay. to win. Okay. He does go on to win. Okay. I'm just, but what, what should he spend it on? Uh, what is is he an Essendon fan? Yeah. And a West Coast um, fan as well. And a West. Oh, that's a weird. That's a weird. I don't know race. how it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I. I've, we have to ask him how. Yeah. Like how it works. I think maybe you should invest stocks in Supercoach Edge. I don't know how. We don't have any stocks, but uh... stocks. We're gonna have an IPO next week. We're gonna ring the bell in on Wall Street. <laughs> exactly right. We're all gonna be there watching the numbers flick across the board. <laughs> Elon's um, going to buy us out and uh, yeah. shut us down. Yeah, he'll be a bias out just to shut us down because we've actually done nothing wrong because all the stuff we've been saying about, about him isn't derogatory or like defamatory in every, any way because it's just the truth. So the only way he can shut us down is by buying us like he has with Twitter and just drive us into the ground. <laughs> What do you talk about? Like if he, if he bought hypothetically, sorry, we're just going off a tangent here again, just to fill in time. But if he bought us out, do you reckon he would like continue on under the provisor that he knows what super coach is and AFL is? Or would he just like, would he rebrand it and change it to something else? Uh, he'd just rebrand it. He'd be, he'd call it, he'd call it super coach X one. That would be his, <laughs> his thing. He'd be um, like, not edge. <laughs> yeah. Not edge X. Yeah, X. Um, yeah. Supercoach X. Um, and he'd be talking about, uh, he'd be getting guests on talking about their ex-girlfriends and ex ex-boyfriends. Yeah. So then yeah. it's relevant and topical. Um, I don't know what else he'd do. Yeah. Just ruin it. He just wouldn't be fun. You wouldn't have fun like you do with us. Yeah, exactly. That's the main Although, thing. You, you know, sorry, just back, back onto uh, the question from Empire. 
I reckon he should he should go down to uh, Franco Cozzo's store. Oh and yes. Buy, oh, we should buy, have Franco on. He'll come on next week. Don't worry. It's the okay. last episode next next week, so we'll uh, we'll bring you on a special guest when we're forecasting ahead because uh, he'll see yeah, us down in some of, some of his yeah. finest furniture. Um, he's a good uh, he's a good financial operator as well, so he'll be thinking about you know forecasting yeah. and mm. uh, yeah, um, deliveries and yeah, yeah, yep, deliveries imports. And, and imports, exports, yeah, yep. uh, what what areas. What areas uh, of the neighbourhood he could potentially uh, deliver to? Mm. Um, his clientele, the demographics. Um, so ma- maybe, maybe he can get bang, bang for his buck, Emperor. Well, how much is he, in... if he if he does win? How much is he going to win? Uh, Two hundred. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a whole bedroom suite at Franco Cozzo's, isn't it? I'm sure the prices have gone right down because he hasn't had someone like a customer frequent his stores for many years. And in um, any case, we can have a we can have a word to Franco. Like, you know, yep. get get some mates rates for a tramper there. <laughs> exactly. But but the, the real kicker is if he goes in there and buys like a piece from the Il Modernissimo uh, line, no doubt, uh, he's actually going to come away with a bit of extra investment uh, because hidden within the uh, the hollowed out uh, pieces of wood that, that, you know, these these nice little pieces of furniture are constructed out of, um, there's something hidden within it. So, you know, and it's, you could, you know, triple, quadruple, ten times his uh his investment. It is uh stocks in Twitter, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hidden within uh, the furniture. It actually decreases your value. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, as you said, let's uh let's let's jump into the uh into the results, mm. but we'll leave we'll leave that one to the end to see whether yep. whether the emperor's actually a chance at this at this moment. Yeah, and see who he's facing. Yeah, see if if he's even facing someone, maybe he's mm. he's been chucked out of finals contention. <laughs> uh, before we do wrap things up, though, we're gonna ch- before we get there. Sorry, we're gonna chat about the Supercoach Edge Cup group results from round twenty three, and we've got the carryover leader yet again with Adam with his team all too hard. I don't even know how many weeks it's been. We should look Countless. back to, to mm. see how many, and we should also look back to see what the record was with. Uh, with with Arthur and Black on White all those years ago, all those years oh, ago. Oh, exactly right. It was last I year. I remember that. I I Arthur was last. <laughs> all last those years ago. Oh, it was all those years ago. You can count them on one one finger. All those years ago. <laughs> oh my lord, I am. It's happening again, Liam. It was around about this time last episode where you looked <laughs> off. You almost went cross-eyed, <laughs> and you just went into a different dimension. That, <laughs> that was, I reckon, that was the point where the sickness hit, and we oh. didn't even realize. And here I was taking the piss, clipped it up, I put died. the, I put it in the time code as well, and I did like I did freeze frames. Oh my yeah, god, freeze frames, uh, little slow mo replays and stuff. It was, it was amazing to. I to don't know where I was. Yeah, but it was around about this time, and it was it was well worth it. So well worth the sickness. So thank you for taking one for the team. Took for all of that entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, all too uh, Adam with his team all too hard. He had a round score of 2448, an overall rank of 21st, and he did drop 10 spots, unfortunately. Damon, the top scorer, who was that? Yes, that was uh Cheyenne uh with the team Wallet Magic. Round score of 2717, if you don't mind you, is round rank of 43rd and an overall rank which would have catapulted right up there. Um now sitting 1,754th overall. So well done to you, Cheyenne. 
Yes, very good. Now, as we alluded to a couple of episodes ago, the battle for mm. top spot in our Patreon exclusive group is getting very, very, very hot. Now, T Prostitutes Inc., also known as Jonas Goat, to those that are do tune into the lives and uh, see the comments, mm. he has been top of the table. I don't even know for how long. Pretty sure the whole season. Again, yeah, virtually. Just don't know. Just guessing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll maybe collate this data for for next week when we go through and we'll announce the winners some, and all that sort of stuff. Proper some proper numbers, not just <laughs> yeah. not just my guesses of a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> many years ago, wasn't it? Many, many years, years ago. ago. <laughs> uh, but uh, as we also know, Damon he was coming home like <laughs> steam train. As he said, yeah, earlier. steam trains right. Uh, I was, I was... <laughs> Operating on steam. I was going to say coal train and that, that would have been, I'm just furiously firing, like, you know, just shoveling coal into the, into the furnace. It's actually just puffing Billy coming around the corner. <laughs> see this, see all this smoke billowing from like the treetops <laughs> in the distance. Oh my God. He's, he's coming home like a steam train <laughs> at like 50 kilometers an hour. Woo. Oh, very nice. Anyway, you are, you're yep. coming home like a freight train. Um, yep. And absolutely snapping at the heels of Jonas Goat from, uh, mm, you know, like just below. Like a turtle. Like a turtle. Um, <laughs> when you say snapping, I just think of a... <laughs> oh, Sorry, yes. I've gone into delirium here. Yeah, yeah. I caught the infectious scurvy that you had, Lynn. Oh, no. Yeah, eat some oranges. Last week. <laughs> so last week, Damon, yes. you were just 91 points behind. Tom, uh, t- j- t- blah, blah, blah. Jonas Goat. Jonas Goat. I'm losing it. So let's take a look at the results this week. Yes. But we're going to start with the top scorer for the round instead. Mm. And that goes to Bruce with his team, Schuin. Uh He had a round score of 2,677, which was 20, 20, it was 253rd overall. <laughs> Happening again. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, but onto the top overall scorer, Damon. Yes. Have you overtaken Jonas mm. Goat? Do we know? Top scorer is T Prestitutes Inc. Jonas Ooh. Goat. Yes, he did hold on to top spot. He had a score of 2,608. Saw oh, him climb geez. to 387th overall. And Damon remains in second place. But it's 247 points behind Jonas. Oh, I think he may just hold on now. Yep. Sorry, Damon. I reckon, he's, I reckon he's got me now. Unless the power of Walshie, once he returns, if he can perform like he was against West Coast, he was on track mm. for about 180, 200 score. If he can do that, that would that would yep. certainly help me. Might help you. Um, so I might have to get my um, my little, I don't know what they call it. What's, what's it where you get little... Um, you know, light some candles, put some photos up about Walshy. Um, shrine. Yeah, shrine. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, yeah, just really a shrine. Them. Ah, yes. I just forgot the name of it. <laughs> it's got candles on the corner. I'm like, I don't know what to call this thing. Got photos of me on the wall. Ah, shrine. That's what I can call it now. So when Ash questions me, I'll be like, leave my shrine alone. It's actually in the cupboard, isn't it? It's got posters. It's got yep. little framed pictures and candles. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's yep. got his match-worn boots. Jeez, yeah, imagine that. No, I've just got a cabinet with these cards. That's the closest thing. I'll build it out. It's the closest thing to the shrine. <laughs> exactly. Virtually, oh. yes. It's, uh, yep. But uh, I reckon, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm pretty much up against it now, unfortunately. But mm, yeah, I'm going to be manifesting so the too. power of Walshy. 
and just you wait, just you wait. Wouldn't that be such a Carlton thing though? Because I just found out that he's actually a baggers man. I had no idea. Did he mention that previously or was I just drunk when he did? No, no I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. In, um, uh, where was it? It's, was it last night? Maybe. I don't know. Every, every week's melding into one at the moment, but uh, it was, I think it was the team talk and he was on there chatting about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, we've made the finals. How good is that? I'm like, we, I'm like, do you support Carlton? And he was like, yeah, that was center bounce when I helped out on there and helped co-host that. Um, and uh, yeah, had no idea. And that was a full awakening. So Jonas, I'm going to be uh, drawing on the power, the mis- mystical, mythical power of Walshy. So our boy. Um, so watch out for that. But as I was saying, it's going to be such a Carlton thing if he's been leading throughout the whole thing and then I trump him at the death, the last round of the season, reminiscent of Carlton Collingwood last year. Except we'll see what happens. For Carlton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just going to be a reminder for him as to what happened. Yeah. Not really a reminder for you at all. No. <laughs> now, Damon, in terms of our Supercoach exclusive Patriot, oh my God. Patreon exclusive Supercoach Edge Cash League. It's mm. the third week of finals. It's the prelim. Yep. Going to run through the res- the results there. Yep. So the prelim was between Brett of the Sharpshooters and Matthew Tun six one eight, and they were both playing off to qualify uh, to face me in the grand final, and mm. it was a close matchup. Eventually decided by just twenty five points with Matt getting up. Two four twenty versus two three nine five, which means the grand final is between myself and Matthew. So mm, it's going to be Good interesting. Luck. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you, Liam. Good luck to both of you. Yeah, oh, a I nice know, I clean know. match. Okay. What is it? No, uh, no, what is it in like Anchorman? No touching the faces uh, yeah. when they face off like the news teams. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it. Strictly yeah, exactly. no touching faces, Matthew. Um, we uh, not that you kind of do when you're coaching a super coach team, but uh, who knows? You could. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a nice uh, end to the season. So I've been on the line here. Super coach Edge V, one of our um, big supporters across the journey from uh, mm-hmm. year one all the way to year three now. So um Good to see that he's qualified because he is quite a worthy opponent. But Liam, that does bring us to the end of the show. But before we go, where can our listeners find us across our socials? Yes. If you want to uh, watch us instead of just listen to us, see see the full visual effect, you can see it and see my see my faces as I enter different dimensions. Uh, oh, when you said see previous. my faces, I'm like, you've lost it already. But then no, it was actually multiple faces. Exactly. Uh if you want to see me lose it, basically, you have to go back to the last yeah. episode, but uh, you can check it out on YouTube. Just search Supercoach Edge and don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> do. Please do. Please do it. Please, sir. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, you can search, or X, search Supercoach Edge. Uh, you'll find us at, at Supercoach underscore Edge. You'll find Damon at, at DemoJ88, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. And Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, search Supercoach Edge. And uh, yeah, you'll find us there. Yep. I'm, I'm very much, please, sir, can I see you go to another dimension? <laughs> That's me. I'm just waiting I'm for close. it to happen. I'm yeah, close. Yeah. <laughs> close again. 
He well, said we said wait for another 20 minutes, I'd be there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it might, might be next week to round us out just to give people a bit of a treat. And I might I might follow you there. Um, don't know how, but we'll, we'll we'll try. We'll get on the yellow brick road, all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, as always, if you love the content we provide, make sure, and of course, Liam losing his absolute Ooh. mind, make sure to let us know by subscribing to our YouTube channel and help us in our pursuit of heading 1K, which we'll have to wait until next season for, uh, especially for the giveaway celebration we had planned. But hey, that gives us something to look forward to for 2024 uh which of course is a bit of a segue because next week we'll be wrapping up season 2023 in its entirety our individual seasons we might go through and maybe pinpoint our uh you know best trades our worst trades uh all that sort of stuff sliding doors action uh and of course we will uh have a little bit of a surface level um not a deep dive at this stage because it's a bit hard to forecast ahead for 2024 not knowing of course the uh, price points dpp selections all that sort of stuff um but as a little bit of morsel uh, with my team talk last night, Jono, one of our um, regular tuner inners, uh, listeners, watchers, he uh, jumped on for a bit of a chat. Uh, you can check that on YouTube, of course. And he said he tuned into the official Supercoach podcast uh, live stream they have on on Facebook and YouTube. And Al Payton actually said, uh, and uh, Jono was a little bit worried about this because he's like, and it's, it's an exclusive. And I'm like, no, well, he's actually said it himself. So it's it's not nothing secret, but um, Dacos, He's in line for keeping his DPP midfield oh, defender wow. status. So we might actually touch upon that next week because mm. he's obviously someone we want to start 2024 with. So we'll chat about him and a few more players as well, forecasting ahead for 2024. So look forward to that. But Liam, that's it for another episode. Thanks as always for tuning in and all the best for the round ahead, the last round of the season, especially for those facing, uh, you know, they're, they're tough opponents in league grand finals and we'll catch you to do it all again for the final time for season 2023. At the same time, same place. We'll see you then. See you guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 